Welcome to the Next Level Show, a health and fitness podcast with a little bit of life. Hosted by Jonathan Alvarez, Gabriel Contreras, and Mike Nillis. We hope you enjoy this episode. Welcome back to the Next Level Show. We are once again Gabeless. Mr. Gabe is still on vacation. (laughs) He's still on vacation with the family, so... Your two favorite co-hosts are taking over the show again. Yeah, baby. <laughs> we got we to gotta one day make a poll on the Facebook group and see who people enjoy listening to the most. And we have to promise each other it won't create any tension on the show. I think we need, we need to give Gabe um, a few episodes where his sound quality is, is good. Yeah. Just, just, to, just to be fair, because ours has been relatively good for a while. Uh, Gabe is just now hitting that mark where he figured out he got the setup right. Let's give him a let's give him a few episodes so people can kind of adjust, get a better right. idea. <laughs> I agree because I feel I like think... that wouldn't be fair at this point. Yeah, no, um, dude, I've been just I've been implementing just fifteen minute naps before podcasting, and I feel like it just helps, bro. Right now, I feel so mentally clear that I I can talk about anything right now and not be. You know, when you're talking to someone and just in general, and your mind just starts to go away and just drift or you lose your chain of thought super easy or you think of something and it just goes away. Like, it's almost like, am I having, am I having early signs of dementia? What's this? But I think that it just, when I wear my blue blocker glasses and I use my phone a lot or I'm on the computer, I'm also one more less fatigued and tired. And if I take a quick minute, a quick nap, it has to be quick though, because if I go into a deeper sleep and I get interrupted in that deep sleep for whatever reason, then it just defeated the purpose of the nap. I feel super groggy. Yep. So it has to be such a light sleep that you don't allow your body to go super like into that REM. Like you're just basically with your eyes closed for some parts. Cause I don't even feel like I, I really go to sleep. I feel like I never, I just kind of close my eyes and I feel super refreshed. So if you're someone that needs a pick me up, if you're in, a, in your job that you have like those little breaks and you're on the computer a lot and you have multiple breaks in the day, or I don't even know how that would be broken up, I would definitely strongly recommend you go out to your car or something or go into a quiet area where you have the opportunity to do this and just close your eyes for 10 to 15 minutes. Don't look at your phone, put your phone on do not disturb because that's another thing because if I get interrupted by a notification, instantly throws me off. Um, I wear a watch, an Apple watch. So I have to turn the phone completely on do not disturb because then the vibrations are going to wake me up. And then precisely there's no one texting me, no notifications when I'm awake in some cases, the minute I fucking decide to close my eyes, bro, I wake up and have like five notifications on yeah. social media, text or whatever. And I'm just like, yep, this is why I do it. So definitely setting up your environment where you're allowing yourself, giving yourself permission to just relax and it's going to help you recharge your brain and then continue on with the rest of your day with like a little bit of that boost without drinking more coffee. Yeah. More often than not, I will, I'll do the same 15, 20, maximum 30 minutes. Um, I'll set an alarm on my phone. I am not as a, I, I don't get texted or called as much, so I don't bother with the do not disturb. I've been lucky so far, but um, I always slam a cup of coffee or cold brew and then I'll lay down. Um, lately, I've actually been trying to double down on some benefits. So napping and also petting an animal. So I'll nap with the cat, 
petting animals apparently lowers your blood pressure. What? Um, yeah, that's a thing that I was reading, and oh, shit. I don't know if it's 100% accurate, but it is calming, especially when you have a cat like on your chest and she's purring. It's it's just a kind of like calming noise, and I've always like, I grew up with like cats around, so. Unless you're, I guess, you're easily allergic to animals, that probably would not be... Oh, uh, um, yeah, obviously, yeah. <laughs> your, your blood pressure would be through the roof because your lack yeah. of oxygen and, push, and you know, your, everything's closing in on you and your world's, but, getting, your world's getting dark. Yeah, uh, but I didn't, I didn't nap before today's episode. I was, uh, I got, I was, I'm watching an anime called Black Clover, uh, which I think I've yeah. mentioned before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How the, is episode, the episode I watched this morning while I was eating breakfast left on a fucking cliffhanger let me tell you the cliffhanger holy crap uh so then i had to go through my morning wondering what the what the hell is about to happen and then i worked out came home immediately put it back on to eat lunch and got satisfied and of course it left on another cliffhanger as animes usually do um it's a really good show though man even the um the episodes because you know there's always like those filler episodes where like it's not really leading anywhere uh this one so far i think maybe there's one filler episode that i've seen so far but all of them seem to be like even if it seems like it's filler it eventually leads into something that is way more epic than you thought was going to come out of the scenario it's it's really good i'm enjoying it a lot yeah i've heard good things and my buddy that i work with at the other gym that owns the studio that i work at he's like super into anime um and he's been telling me he's watching another one that just looks so funny dude like some of them i gotta admit they just look kind of corny the concept this one's yeah. like an, this one's like a guess about volleyball it's so oh sick. yeah i've seen that on netflix i haven't but it, watched but it, it looks like so intense man like yeah. the, the just the single serve is like this whole dramatic like everything's blurry around the person like they're moving at <laughs> they're just yeah. hopping off the ground like a probably like four feet yeah that, that um, they do uh they, they do have like sports animes because apparently that's like they they don't have as big of a live action sports scene over there but mm-hmm. the the anime culture took it in and it's apparently some of them are pretty good uh they also have anime cooking shows starring characters from certain animes like uh <laughs> the the fate series has a cooking show that's fate has so nothing funny. to do with cooking it's 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 a wild genre the cool thing about it i think is just with any animation is that you can do whatever you're not limited by i guess the production of it it's yeah. you literally create everything which and i think even with anime it's like it's easier it's like lower budget i think than other type of you know maybe anime animated productions like pixar for example that makes some stuff look very realistic yeah with a very 3d feel this one has more of a two-dimensional feel so typically they can almost like from a comic strip yeah so a lot of people bash anime but there's some good ones man it's very dark and there's some that have very great in-depth stories and in the i guess the moral of the story that they're trying to portray is like some good shit so you can't knock it. You can't, they're not all great. You're, they're not, they're all, not all going to be enjoyed as much, but there's definitely some that are just super cool, honestly. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, you can't, uh, you can't say that every single live action TV show is amazing either. So it's, it's Correct. just like anything else. There's going to be good ones and bad. And you just got to kind of find the ones that you're interested in and go from there. Kind of drop, drop Typically the stigma and just try it. Yep, yep, yep. They just always bashes the the moving of the mouth. 
<laughs> yeah, well, hey, that's that's fine. <laughs> um, but anyways, on other news, you were telling me about you were telling me and Gabe because Gabe's still in the group chat. We still talk with him, and he's having a great time with the family. But you were telling us about some ads you know that you well in ad that you saw yeah so this is a new one i didn't even think that you could pair these two together it's a a sleep aid thermogenic fat burner so it's i i didn't look i just laughed and kept scrolling i uh sent it to you guys to remind me but i'm assuming i did see melatonin on the label so it, it has melatonin and I'm guessing it probably has some niacin. So if anybody's ever taken anything with niacin and had any sort of reaction to it, that's the one that makes you feel hot. It, mm-hmm. I believe niacin literally like expands your like capillaries, right? I couldn't um, tell you a confirmation on that. I think so. Either way, it makes you feel hot. So imagine you want to sleep, you also want to burn fat, and you want thermogenesis to happen all at once. Boy, do we have the product for you. And I just think it's so... It's so niche, like the, the level of ridiculousness that this has reached of like, I want to burn fat while I sleep. It just seems like there may Man, be a better way. They can market anything. And the truth of the matter is the only way you're going to burn fat while you're sleeping. Sure, this could give you some, such a small benefit maybe to set the body up, to make it more warm, your overall body temperature being warm possibly you know could have some benefit but as far as like fat burning goes if you're eat, taking that supplement and you're not in a calorie deficit and you're still eating like your maintenance you know your maintenance calories or even above that you're not going to lose weight the, the way to assure that you're going to be losing weight is just making sure at the end of the day that you're averaging and you're in, you're in a calorie deficit and your body is going to be continuing to just utilize the energy reserves which is your fat and that's the insure way. And you'll save yourself probably like what, 40, 50 bucks. This thing probably costs most likely. You didn't even probably yeah. check the price, but no, I, I would imagine. Yeah, it's 40, but it's bucks. typically a supplement runs about 30 to 50 to 60 bucks, depending on the brand. So save yourself some money. Try the deficit first and let us know if that works. If not, <laughs> then by all means, try the sleep aid. I think it's kind of funny too, because everything that we learned from the, uh, the sleep doctor episode, I mean, you want to be on the colder side for sleeping, or at least you want your room to be cold, your you're under your covers. Yeah. Um, so I don't, I don't understand how thermogenesis can happen and be a good thing. But then also on the flip side, maybe this does work. Maybe it is working really well for some people because of the melatonin. They're actually getting a good night of sleep for once and their body's having time to like catch up. Um, I don't know. I, I, if, if anybody ever takes that or anybody knows what we're talking about, please let me know. Like, I would love to know your experience with this. Cause I'm definitely not ever going to try anything like that, but that would be very, unless we get sponsored by our companies are trying to like work out endorsements or whatever with us. And they start sending us product is probably when we will try to start maybe example and then give us our honest feedback. Cause I think that at the end of the day, we're not really looking for sponsorship, especially right now. And eventually when we do, we have to make sure that it's not going to be selling you on some bullshit. At least you'll be able to trust our honest feedback and we're not going to just do it. Whatever company offers us good dollar, it has to, it has to have make sense because we would hate to give you some information that's a fad or just not really, you know, that doesn't really matter. And then pivot and change to another message right after. So I think that the biggest take home 
after, even with any supplement or any line that any line of products is the, the, the most important thing is going to be your staple things, which is, you know, your sleep, your stress management, your nutrition and your exercise programming, like how you're exercising, you know, that's going to complement your lifestyle at that moment and your goals. If you can get those in check, those are going to be doing so much more. And then if you have extra money is what I tell people, if you have kind of that extra money to, to spend, then if you want to try with like little, little weird, you know, supplements that promise X, you know, thing, because X study said something like around those lines, then try it. But for the most part, being completely transparent, I barely use anything except some for a, for a multivitamin, some creatine. I have protein powder, but I don't even make protein shakes that often. I've been pretty good at getting my protein in with food, but um, I don't take amino acids or anything like that. And for the most part, that's kind of what I'm at right now. I guess just because I've been I've been able to do all those other boxes and keep them in check. So. I guess if I'm slacking and I really need that supplementation, then I'll go for it. You know, I'll add those little, you know, vitamins or whatever the case may be, but not to go off too far on a tangent. I did have a topic I wanted to discuss with our listeners and share because we actually had an episode where we did a really, I feel like a really good job at explaining. I got, I got some good feedback from that one. Um, how to create, you know, a well-balanced program um, what are the main things you gotta, you know, look for? And if you haven't listened to that one, go check that one out. It's one of our more recent ones. They're all labeled and named also for the people that don't know, Mike does a fantastic job at making the show notes. So if you notice that we're kind of just not talking about a particular subject, always look down at the show notes because you'll be able to see at what point we are discussing what topic. And it's usually the main topic of the day. You'll see the in that show notes somewhere so you can skip to that part that you want to listen to. But the, what I want to discuss to kind of go more in the exercise exercise category is there's always like people, you know, want to know how many days should they should work out, right? This is like something, maybe someone comes to you as a client and asks you, what do you recommend? And usually our, our follow-up is like, how many, you know, realistically, how many days can you commit? you know, without the motivation being there, because when you're super hyper motivated, you're probably going to be like, I want to work out every day. Like that's your desire in that moment. But you got to come back to the, think about when you're during your normal routine and, and what, when your motivation is not all at an all time high, realistically, how many days do you see yourself sticking to forever is like usually the, how I'll ask this question. And, and typically most cases it's anywhere from two to maybe four times a week because the demographic of who I work with too is 30 plus 40 plus, you know, so usually they have other responsibilities, family, kids that they have to uh, take care of. So, but with that being said, we want to give you guys different examples of different splits of how people organize workouts. And then you can make a decision based on what sounds more doable for you because each one has their perks, each one has their downfalls, but if done consistently with anything, you're going to do fantastic. So I want to start off by just saying our more, our more basic routine, a two to three day workout routine. How would you organize that, Mike, for, for someone if they only could commit to you two to three days a week, realistically, like this is like the most I can do right now and I can see myself sticking to. I mean, that's honestly the easiest one because that's 
95% of my clients is two to three days a week. Um, and that's all that I can really ask out of anybody, but typical structure for something like that. Um, a really easy way to do it is lead with a squat or a deadlift or some sort of knee dominant movement and some sort of hip hinge movement. Um, and then follow up that with maybe a back or chest, one or the other, and then trickle down, hit all the smaller muscle groups. Uh, sometimes that ends up looking like a push pull. Um, but you can also go on the other side of that and do more of a full body routine. Um, maybe instead of just going push pull, it's a little bit of everything, but hitting those different angles. So you would start with a squat, do a flat bench, maybe go for a, a cable row or something like that. Shoulders, buys, tries, abs. And then on the other day, you lead with the deadlift, then go do some incline bench or some pull-ups, vice versa, um, and then do some other variations on those other smaller muscle groups. Um, and that's, you know, done correctly. I think that's the, that's good enough to take people quite a long way as long as they stick to it, like you said. No, I agree. I think that for most most cases, depending on how, if we're working out, let's say two days back to back, you know, if a client that can only work out with me consistently two days in a row, um, I'll usually do an upper lower style of training, you know, that way their legs are pretty fresh, you know, and then they're, yeah. you know, and then they can give a full effort on the legs, full effort on their upper body. If they split them up, if I have at least one day in between or a couple days in between for a two day split, I'll usually do a two full bodies just because we I'll pick a body, uh, a movement per body part. It doesn't have to be the same exercise both days, but just a movement for each body part that are overall going to be appropriate for their level of intensity where they can actually output, you know, you know, good force and good effort because obviously if we're doing super technical movements, it'll be limited. So on the intensity aspect. So I try to keep it at their level and build into more complex stuff. But typically two full body days is my go-to with someone at that, that committed level because of life, because you're someone that literally you're juggling so many things right now, or you're very, very new, or it's been a long time that you've been out of the gym world and you just don't even need that much time in the gym with two days. A person can typically do very well if all these other boxes are in check because it's not going to be so much where you are overwhelmed with, you know, recovery, but it's not going to be so little that it's, you're only doing once a day for 30 minutes, which isn't horrible. It's better, better than nothing, but typically well-programmed two days are great, but the person that can do three days, for example, it can be a, an upper lower in full body. So maybe in a, one day is going to be upper the other day, actually, usually I'll probably recommend maybe doing starting off with lower on the first day of your week, a lower body, because the legs are typically the more delayed uh, recovery. They take the most time to recover for most cases. Then you do hit, hit an upper body and then give about a day or two in between. And then I would throw in maybe a full body day. Um, that's lately what I've been doing with some people same reason because maybe their days are combined so i'm not going to make them do back-to-back -back full body days and they they, feel, they seem to like it more because they know that they can go all out on one focus area but if a person has a monday wednesday friday routine which i have some people that have committed to a monday wednesday friday we've been doing a full body style of training as well and the perks of this for my busy people that are 
VPs or managers of businesses and have a lot on their plate, but they're trying to be as consistent as possible. Typically this amount of days they can adhere to the, the absolute best. You know, it's what I've seen for the majority of my people is that it's just that adherence is better with a three, two to three days a week with this style of training. They just do better and it just allows them to get more frequency in because you're still not lacking, you know, maybe only hitting one body part because the problem if we would, we're going to get into this body part splits where you're hitting one muscle group per day. If you start missing those days for these people, it might start to discourage you in going. But at least if you have, you know, at least in one day that you went, you hit your full body and at least you got two sessions in, then you got a third, you hit each muscle group with really good movements three times. So the frequency aspect there is really, really good. Fun fact for people that don't know back in the day when before bodybuilding became a mass monster type thing, a lot of the uh, lifters back in like the, I want to say in the 60s and 50s, they were doing full body style routines. Don't quote me on the exact years, but I'm pretty, pretty sure it was between the 50s and the 60s, like the Steve Reeves and stuff, which he's the one that comes most to mind. And I actually like he had a really good physique and his training routines were three, uh, three days a week, full body. So there is a lot of potential with a full body style three times a week. Um, a lot of people will debate, you know, doing like I said at the beginning, which I've experimented too, and it works just fine as an upper lower full body split for a three day routine. But it's preference, I kind of typically will see how the client's doing and how they're enjoying it first and foremost, and then I'll go based on that. Um, that's my take with that. Yeah, I was I was literally just about to say this. This is a, this, a lot of this is going to come down to personal preference and how your your own body is going to respond because you'll respond differently to this than than I will or Jonathan will. Um, and you just have to be mindful. You know, write down the numbers that you're hitting. Write down how you're feeling. Just take mental note if you're able to remember. But um, in my own personal experience with my clients, you know, their fitness is not in the top five priorities on their life. Um, I've found that as long as we have a day in between that three day split full body effort. Um, that, that seems to be the sweet spot for most people. Um, but I also have people just like Jonathan, where we're doing a little bit more of a push pull lower or something like that. Mm -hmm. Um, and it, it kind of just varies from person. You know, you also have to take into consideration what your goals are. Um, if you don't really care so much about your legs, then, Maybe that uh, that lower body day turns into an upper body day um, or whatever the case may be. But mm -hmm. I think it gets a lot more exciting as we start considering more days, though. Um, and that's something I'll go ahead and just lead into that where I'm, I'm starting to incorporate a fourth day for some people who have been with me for a while. Um, and I, of course, I make sure that they're willing to commit to those four days because it's, it's just another day. That's basically the way that they uh, they view it. But um, what I've been trying lately, and this was kind of inspired from the, the Cody McBroom episode that we did was I've been doing been giving a, this man so much love, dude, that was seriously like we said that, like, I think during the episode, like it was like paradigm shifting, but it really was like that really like changed the way I look at things program. that I'm program. Yeah. Um, but essentially right now I have, uh, I have some people doing a upper, lower and then a push pull so mm -hmm. monday tuesday would be upper lower you take wednesday off thursday friday is push pull mm -hmm. and that's working out really well um 
like really well. People are making some good stride. I'm also kind of manipulating the workouts the same way that Cody was talking about with that three week, six week distribution. But um, that one's going pretty well so far. And I'm actually looking to try that on myself once I finish the, uh, the program I'm running right now. Yeah, no, I think that that's four days is also kind of, I have one client right now doing four days a week. Like I said, most of my clients don't, like you said, don't have fitness like so hard at the top where they don't care about being a bodybuilder. So they'll kind of be more on that lower range of two to three, which they're still seeing tremendous progress. Now we have these people that are, you know, kind of after a month of building conditioning, we have moved into a fourth day with this individual. And how I have her set up right now is an upper, lower, upper, lower. Now, um, she does four days back to back, but you can do an upper lower with a day in the middle of recovery, upper, maybe another day in the between, and then a lower again. That's another way of doing it. So you don't feel like you have to do all days back to back if you do four days. Some people like it because they want the weekend technically off to themselves because they know they can slack. But if you know that you want to throw in a day on the weekend when you have more time and you're not working, you can kind of set it up where you leave a, maybe a day in the week that you can't because you know you're going to be busy and have one day in, in the weekend that you're going to be able to train. But typically, keeping the, the principle of always being able to at least hit the muscles twice a week, which typically is the sweet spot for muscle growth and strength is going to be hitting the, having that frequency. So definitely an upper, lower, upper, lower is what I've been playing with, with a lot of clients as of lately. Um, but we can, you can get creative with this one. I like it just because it allows you to have intensity with your legs, you know, you know, that way when you, you hit them, you know, you're done, you don't have the rest of your body and maybe your other lifts will begin to suffer in some areas because that's the old, that's a known, a big debate with people with the, up the full body approach multiple times a week. Um, people make, you know, argument that it takes too long. Um, it, you can't ever give a hundred percent on either body part, which, in a case, it wouldn't be wise, but doesn't mean you won't see progress, but I can see the the argument there. So the upper lower, I mean, the four day split, I'm sorry, is going to allow you to divide these, uh, these workouts, you know, a bit better, where you're going to maybe be able to put more effort and reducing your time in the gym, you know, and if, if a full body workout takes you an hour to 40 uh, to 90 minutes, then maybe uh, upper lower may allow you to do um, 45 minutes in the gym, cutting your time down and you're still getting your, your frequency and your intensity in there. So mm -hmm. typically 45 minutes for me with a, with a particular focus is more than enough time for a region. If it's upper, typically I can knock it out in 45 full body, a full high volume, full body, an hour and a half is typically where I'll be. So it depends where I want to do. I'll be real with myself, but a client right now, they're doing about 45 to 50 minutes of upper, lower, upper, lower, and they've been doing really good. How would you, so what are you doing for, you kind of gave a little bit of your idea with the, uh, your split, how you're organizing. Is there like a particular reason why you chose that way? You know, it was kind of just something to try essentially, you know, it's something that none of my clients have trained like this before. So I knew kind of no matter what I chose, it was going to be, you know, something productive. Um, but essentially I actually said it wrong. I actually do lower first, um, or I 
tell them to do lower first if they feel like going in and just blasting their chest on a Monday. I, I'm not going to stop you, but mm -hmm. um, that way, so that when you you get three days to recover before you have to hit your legs again. Um, but it just it was new. It was something that I kind of wanted it to be a little bit more um, efficient on time and mm -hmm. splitting it up that way. The upper body day takes a little bit longer, um, but it just seemed like it would be a good place to start because like I said, this is a new style of training. This is a new style of programming for me and for my clients. Um, it just seemed like the right choice to make, but you mentioned something earlier and I just now got the, the hamster in my head to start spinning the wheel a little bit about um, not being able to give 100% on the full body effort stuff and the, mm -hmm. the gains not coming quite as quick because uh, you're not able to give each exercise its own little um, focus or as much attention. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that there is definitely some, some, uh, some validity to that, but I also think that you should look at, at, at where the, the person is uh, in their, their training career. You know, if you're a beginner, I don't think you necessarily need to give a hundred percent on every body part every single time. So mm -hmm. doing a full body routine like that with a day off in between, I, I, I don't think that you're going to miss out on any gains or anything. You're going to make progress no matter what. Um, yeah. Maybe you're going to make a little bit more if you have like a upper day and a lower day, but we know that personally, just to not cut you off that we, if we do a, a real well-structured full body program, we see tremendous results. And mm -hmm. this is a strict three day a week routine. And I think a lot of that also comes with the client's ability to activate muscles and feel certain muscles. Because I think that if you, the intensity is low uh, and there's like a lack of connectivity because the skill that may require for certain movements, that's why I think picking exercises that you're able to try and, and actually feel and push yourself you know, instead of doing heavy barbell squats for this person or like strength, you know, lower reps, uh, barbell squats, maybe do some heavy goblet squats where this person has a bit more control and can try harder mm -hmm. because then with the barbell squat, they can't go heavy. They're very technical. So they're just more practicing the movement, which if you're brand spanking new, you're going to see some, pro some progression in all of this. But let's say if you're really trying to make moves, then you have to pick uh, exercises that are going to allow you to try with especially with a full body this goes with any routine but mainly just to kind of support you there another fun fact to go back to full body just real quick is but they did they done studies with you know five days with kind of a body part split with a full body at the end of the day after four weeks this is a very short study so don't you know don't marry this result but is they they found that overall people burned more calories with a full body routine per session, which makes sense. You are doing so many more things within that session. So that's something to keep in mind, which is a cool perk. If you're someone that is running low on time for training, but you want to have some efficiency, mm -hmm. that's also a kind of our pro. And I forgot to throw that in for the initial part of it, but going back to the four day uh, routine, like I said, we talked about giving that a little bit more intensity and effort. Uh, dividing it like this, people do really good. Another thing that I want to bring up for our listeners is that 
for maybe the first two days where your first two upper lower body initially, maybe you're focusing more on that heavy part of the, of the, of the week where you're going to be lifting probably a little bit lower reps with more of these main movements and, and, and check that you're going to really try to push your numbers and strength. And then the other part of the week, um, you're going to be doing maybe slightly higher reps with more focus on for my clients that care more about cosmetics and sometimes looking a certain way we'll focus more towards like hypertrophy style of training for the other half of the week so we'll do strength and power first half the other half will be do more of a hyper style of training as what i call i tell my clients just more hyper basically it's just more more reps, more intensity for some of these. And typically people will feel good because their joints won't be so banged up from two big ass hard days. So they usually do quite well with it is what I found lately. There's also uh, another way that I was thinking about putting together a routine for four days, um, upper, lower for, you know, the first two take a break, upper, lower again, but um, basically taking all of the exercises doing barbell movements for the first two workouts. So barbell bench press, barbell squat, deadlifts. Um, and then for the second or the, the last half of the week, switching it all over to like unilateral work, uh, lunges, Bulgarians, and then dumbbells for upper body, maybe even unilateral dumbbell work where you're doing like one arm at a time. Because mm -hmm. um, that, that would be another great uh, bit of variance. Even if it's similar exercises, you're, you're, you're hitting the muscles in different ways. Um, so I was thinking about throwing that in there too. Like I said, I think it gets way more interesting when you start considering that fourth day. Um, yeah, things no, open you, up you, a lot more. It just leaves more opportunity to play around. And this is for people that really are getting their con routine consistent or can dedicate those four days and are building off of those three days. And you kind of want to give more attention to certain areas. This is a phenomenal option. I think that going into adding now for the people that train five days a week, um, the pros here, like we've discussed probably with the four is that you're able to dedicate, add that extra time to play in the gym. And this is if someone you're someone that cares about building muscle and really changing the way you look, especially if you're trying to add size and or you're trying to lean out, you're having more time to play with certain areas and you don't feel so crammed for time. Um, like I said, you don't have to make these sessions super long. Uh, an easy way to kind of stay with my same philosophy here that I've been these principles, I guess, sticking with them with some clients is having an upper lower the day in the middle being accessory work where this is smaller stuff, maybe a focus point for my client. If they're caring more about glutes, um, if they care more about chest, if they care more about arms, this accessory day can be a day where we throw in the machines and this is when we get creative and chase the pump. And this is more of a, a very non-taxing day. And then the, we do, we finish up the week with maybe two uh, more days of an upper lower, same concept of more of a hyper day with more intensity, higher reps, you know, still keeping these key concepts in mind, but this is a great way to add more volume. You don't have to think of it as adding a really hell hard day. Uh, I think it's a good way to break up the week for my people that, you know, after the third day of training, you give two good solid days. You're like thinking, holy shit, I'm my body's feeling it for sure. I'm, you know, I can feel that I did something, but you know, that middle break in the week where it's like the hump day or whatever, or whatever day you want to throw that accessory day in your routine, you're going to be looking forward to it because you know, okay, I'm going to go, I'm just going to do a quick, you know, 30 to 45 minute session of just touching up on certain areas. 
I'm not going to be doing any big compound movements that day. And it's kind of a mental break for my clients, as well as maybe adding some extra correctional work. And this is be a great excuse to throw all those little things in there uh, where it's a, you feel good going into the end of the week. Cause by the end of the week, people are dragging ass with work and mentally just, you know, worn out. So that's, if that's you, you know, then I think that this will be a very good option. I don't encourage this for someone that struggles with consistency, but I think if you have developed a really good routine in a relationship with exercise and you have that, you know, have these things down packed, this is a phenomenal option. Yeah. Uh, you could even go as far as saying like, let's, let's split it up into like a upper lower push pull legs or something on those five days. Um, you know, try to give yourself a little bit of time before you get the, the two leg days in, don't go back to back with those, but you get a lot more free freedom with that. And you could also take the other approach where maybe you're somebody who doesn't have very much time, but you can come to the gym five days a week. Um, you could, you could just spread it out a little thinner and, and make it work towards your schedule. Um, you know, if you only have 15 minutes, but you have 15 minutes every day, that's where you can start getting more creative with those 15 minutes and really putting it to good use. Um, you could even stick to a full body routine doing Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Those are your big lifts. And then Tuesday, Thursday, you could come in and do focus. You could come in and do circuits. You could come in and do active recovery type stuff. Um, it really doesn't have to be anything too specific. And as you go along, you'll find stuff that you like more than others. And you just kind of tailor it to that. I like that. I really like that point that you brought up because that's something I probably might have overlooked on this episode was still sticking to your full body. But now you are a person that loves full body. You love the way it makes you feel. And those extra days, you don't necessarily want to add another long ass workout. I'll keep saying long, big ass. I'm, I'm just like adding ass to everything. I think <laughs> glutes are on my mind. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but no, I think that it's important to know that if you want a shorter workout, or you just want to have these focus points of you're really trying to improve your mobility. These are might be days that you're going to do a full session of mobility with no strength training whatsoever. You're going to notice that the carryovers on your big, hard, intense sessions are going to be phenomenal. You're going to feel so much better, more ready to train. And if you care about bringing up certain body parts, because I know the biggest thing for me when I started switching over to full body was like, well... I really care about developing my shoulders and maybe developing my arms. How am I going to do that if I'm having to focus on these main lifts? So I would do on the days in between, I would just focus on doing some lighter arm and, and or shoulder work on those days in between. And those were my focus days. And that was a way that I trained five days a week for a very long time and where I got phenomenal results. But if someone is really just caring more about just their overall performance and really keeping their intensity, their, their workouts intense, you know, having that upper lower heavy day, and then having more of the strength dynamic work on the other half of the week is another way. So this is when we can get creative, you have to look at what your goal is and what you think you can adhere to. Um, this is, you know, uh, traditionally, for a lot of people, though, they might go, they're more familiar with a five day split looking like a chest day, back day, arm day, leg day, uh, shoulder day, something like that, where they do the body part, typical bro split, what we call it in the gym uh, world. 
we, we don't, you can totally do that and see progress. Cause I know a lot of people that have seen muscle build, like there's to say that it doesn't work. It's silly. It's ignorant. But for most cases, the only downside I see with simply reverting to something like that is the overuse of intensity on the body part and the lack of frequency. The third point I would make is that if you miss one of those days, it's almost like you feel like you messed up and that you yep. messed up your week. Let's say you had two good days and then your third day, by the time it's leg day, people start to slack off and then they kind of fuck off the rest of the week mm-hmm. versus if you kind of make sure that you set yourself up for success at all times, um, you'll usually be better. And I also don't like the idea of not hitting each body part twice a week. I, ever since I started applying the frequency principle, it has been a game changer and I have not gone away from it since. So only hammering one body part per week. Typically the muscle response that you send for that signal, that, that signal to build muscle in that area kind of starts to decline after 48 to 72 hours. So if you imagine you're talking about a whole other week before you hit that body part, you'll, like I said, you will see change if it's new, if you've never done it before, but I think it's very short lived. So definitely don't marry the body part split. Even if you're looking for just straight hypertrophy and cosmetics and aesthetics with your with your training you can do much better with maybe a pull a push pull legs with two with an upper and lower thrown in there yeah i think yeah it's absolutely right we talk a lot of shit about the bro split you you will make progress especially if you're a beginner you can i made tremendous gains with both a bro split i can't even talk shit yeah me me too i'm, I'm in the same exact boat but i think that it's um it, it also creates an issue with adherence you know because we we all know the guy that doesn't train legs and it's because he's on a bro split. Everybody dreads leg day, um, mm-hmm. unless you're super into it. And you like, I I've gotten super into leg day now because it's just a good way to push myself, but not everybody feels that way. So it becomes so much easier to skip the gym when you know it's leg day or it's back day. Maybe you don't like back. Um, so it becomes an adherence issue. And then, you know, to that degree, it doesn't have to be that way. You can just go in and hit legs a little bit every day and then you'll not dread it as much. Maybe it'll make you more likely to actually go in and do them. Uh, and I, I can't really think of any other ways to split up a five-day routine now that I'm thinking about it. Um, I think, I think we, that the, I want to give a point there. So the, also the reason why I feel like there's a downside is because especially when someone says you're going to go train uh, legs, what does that look like? Like almost like 12 to 15 sets on that particular day alone. It, you just know you're going to be in for walking funny for days. Yeah, after that. Yeah. So the amount of intensity you need to bring, if you're only going to touch that muscle once the mindset goes to just blasting, which like I said, if it's a new your body will respond, but it studies shown time and time again. And this is also from seeing with clients and with my own body as well, is that you take that same volume because typically the, the volume for growth is anywhere from nine on the low end, I think. And then anywhere from about 18 on the high end of sets per week on each body part. So if you at least if you do that all in one session, great. You can still accomplish it. It's a hell of a, an intense, brutal workout. And probably this exercise selection at one point starts to go down because they're trying to hit fucking 18 sets of squats. You're going to be fucking just wrecked. Oh. So think about it like this. If you hit, you know, just 15, we'll go 15, right? It's still on the high end of, of uh, sets per body part legs. If you hit uh, anywhere from about, 
you have like real hard leg days, but you have only five sets of like some type of squatting uh, exercise divided, you know, into three different sessions, you probably will not hit that overtraining limit and you will get the training volume and the frequency there. So your legs are not, you're not miserable and dreading leg day every damn day, but you kind of break that up a little bit and you're able to still accomplish the total goal of training volume. This is for people that are really trying to get technical. There is a certain sweet point for people. You may be on the lower end if you're new, but as you get maybe more advanced, you can probably push that needle a little bit or maybe be in the middle. My advice, always try to do the least amount to get the most bang for your buck. But that's kind of the downfall with a five-day bro split, but a five-day routine done correctly. And if you have the time and the dedication, it does phenomenal to really develop strength and overall athletic performance. Um, and the aesthetics, I can't forget the aesthetics. Now to push to the last point as now this is the famous six day a week. These are for my more advanced probably and committed demographic. These are probably when I was, when I was like, had much less responsibilities than I had now. All, all I thought about was the gym life. The gym life was life. That was the only life I knew. Nothing, nothing was going to break my routine. No date, no family reunion. No thing, nothing was going to take me off my, my gym life. Now, if this is you, there's nothing wrong with that. And there's some people that have those times in their life where they have, well, they have moments in their life where they have this type of time, right? A great, great way to apply the same principles that we've talked about before, and I think Mike will agree with me on this one, is a push-pull legs with another push-pull legs on the other half of the week. This can be split up. You can do push-pull legs, run it back-to-back, -back, so six days, and then end from a Monday to a Saturday, or you can do a push-pull legs with a break in the middle and then do another push-pull legs. Everybody gets married to the seven day week, I find when it comes to training. And I've been, you know, mentally guilty of this too, because of whatever, it's just normal. We've, we base our life on seven days, but typically you can even give yourself a two day break in between after a push pull legs. And then you, and you bleed into your workout into the following week, technically sometimes. Yeah. So yeah, that, that's, that's a, a point I wanted to bring up. That, that would be considered a nine day split, right? Yeah, kind Vent of. venturing out past that week. That's yeah. mind blowing for some people. Yes, you can have workouts that take longer than a week to go through. Yeah. Um, but you're still getting the frequency. The muscles are still being hit. Um, you have a lot of time to recover. I used to train similar when I was at the peak of my competing. My volume was at an all time high. What I would do in one workout, I, most people would do in almost a week. So I, it took me a while to be there, though. Um, so but I was training off a nine day routine. I wasn't going based on Monday through Sunday. Mm -hmm. I was literally just going based on feel frequency when the, when I felt that muscle was ready to train again. So that was a high level. So these are from my more advanced. This is when you can get very, very creative. This is when machines may come relevant to you. This is when the whole playing with the angles and maybe, uh, playing with all the different modalities of training can come into play as well. So a well-structured push-pull legs, I've seen tremendous progress on this uh, end of the spectrum. I've trained as little as two to three times and seen great results on my body. And I've trained as much as six days a week, seven to fucking nine days straight and seen tremendous uh, uh, results in my body. Now, the thing with this one, like we talked about is your adherence. Most people, 
can't dedicate that much time. There's no point of trying to force it. This has to be, if you have reached a level of, of training experience, commitment, and you just have the time realistically to adhere to this. Most people don't, but there is definitely a lot of people that can. So if this is you, organizing it my way, a simple way is a push-pull legs, break, push-pull legs. And if you're strength focused, you can keep it more strength focused on the half week. The other week, you can do more unilateral dumbbell work as the principle that Mike shared still carries over into this style of training um, to break it up a little bit. So there's many ways of setting this routine up, but keeping in mind what we talked about also in our programming, how to set up a workout program, these factors need to come in check. Yeah, I think I'll pull a little bit of a, of a, of a Gabe comment out and say that you should definitely meet yourself where you are no matter what you choose. Because uh, I've had tons of clients come in and say they want to work out five or six days a week. I put my thinking cap on, I give them a five or six day a week program. A week goes by, I'm like, okay, how'd those other days go? And they're like, yeah. I only came in twice. I'm like, why did you ask for five days then? Yep. So if, if, the, if the desire is there, that's great. But if you only have time for three, if you only have time for two, if you only have time for one, commit to that. You got to meet yourself where you are and, and stick with that because that's what you're reasonably able to do. Um, mm -hmm. Yes, six days would be awesome. You don't have the time for it. Probably it's best. Not, I've, I can count on one hand how many people I've given a six-day routine split that has hired me for that. Because typically if you train six days a week, most people don't really need your help or that accountability because they're committed to six days a week. Now, I like I said, some people, only like one person I think has adhered to that out mm -hmm. of like the probably now I'm getting to the hundred range of clients that I've trained in six years. But that I've met and seen, not all clients are still, and I don't train a hundred clients right now by any means, but, um, but I've gotten to that point where out of most cases though, it's more usually as a two to four, but then I have those people that have that extra time or that I train virtually. So it kind of depends on their schedule that they can train that fifth day. Very rare as I see a six, but I saw fucking phenomenal transformation with when I was like, it was in 2015 when I was heavy hitting a hard six day a week split, push, pull legs, push, pull legs was the fucking move for me. And man, oh man, I'll tell you what, uh, those push days, those pull days, those leg days were brutal. Cause I was like very strong, looked, you know, very proportionate and balanced. And I think this is where I built most of my base when I was already more advanced. Of course, this is already with five years of training when I moved to that level of training but it's very fun. Very, very fun. I really, really liked it. Now I do not see myself training six days a week just because I got other shit I got to do. And I'm being quite frank and I'm, I, I work in the gym, but it's like, like anybody, you do something for a long time and you're, well, you're there so much that you kind of want to give yourself a little bit of break from the environment to do your own thing. So right now I'm doing more of a upper, lower, upper, lower. And I'm kind of floating between four and five right now is where I'm playing with, but you got to meet yourself where you're at. Like Gabe would say, and he would probably back that up is and give a very long response as to why. <laughs> I'm kidding. We love him. But, um, but we would definitely encourage you to analyze your goals, your adherence level, where you're at skill wise. Cause lifting is a skill. We don't want you doing six days a week of fucking machine work. You're better off. <laughs> 
two days of fucking just simple free weights than doing five days of machine work. I probably, I can guarantee that one. Yeah. But um, yeah, I don't think there's anything else I have to add for the. Uh, well, I, I, I would add this. You also, as you increase days, you, you should be focused on your recovery a lot more. Yeah, that is um, very more than you would for a three day split. You should always be focused on sleep and nutrition, but if you're working out six days a week, you need to be focusing that much more. However much yeah. you were more, just, just more. Um, yeah, recovery but, needs to be the main focus as well. That's a very, very good important yeah. point because if you are losing sleep and you're not sleeping consistently enough, you are starting to, you're going to begin to see detrimental effects from training like this. So that's what yep. started to happen to me. And that's why I don't see myself training because of my schedule flips, uh, you know, back and forth. And it's very hard for me to it can keep that consistent level of intensity and recovery to stay. Once I'm dialed in and everything's in check, it's an awesome time to do this. But in most cases, it's not all the time. And that's okay. You can scale back and then build up to that again. So don't feel like if you go back to two days, you're like, oh my God, fuck, I'm like doing it wrong. No, it's life. It happens. But that's just factors to keep in mind. Yeah. Um, I did reach an interesting milestone. I forgot to mention this at the very beginning. Uh, this has nothing to do with programming. Well, I guess it actually kind of does, but, um, I've, I've been working consistently with a couple of my younger guys enough. And even when I say younger, like even around my age, which I'm 30 now. So, you know, around there, um, my clients are starting to get stronger than me or they're, they're starting to catch up and it's, mm -hmm. it's cool. It's also concerning. And I'm also very proud of them, of course. And I would, if anybody's going to be stronger than me, I hope it's my clients. We'll put it that way, which there are many, many, many people who are stronger than me, but it's just interesting. I've got a 145 pound, 19 year old male that is so incredibly close to deadlifting 315, mm. which is like crazy to me. And that's super awesome. And I'm trying to convince him to do some, uh, some powerlifting programs, but I thought that was very, uh, very interesting. It's a very interesting place to find myself because it's the first time that has ever really happened. No, that's really, really cool. And the last thing I'm going to add to this is when Mike said powerlifting is if you're focused on overall strength, if that's your goal, typically four days is more than enough. If you're because of the recovery aspect, you need time to recover your, let your central nervous system cool down. So typically four days is phenomenal for overall. Like if you care the, what the number says on that bar and you want to increase strength, have more days of recover, then training is going to be better. If you care more about building up to a level of training where you're focused on your cosmetics and you're focusing on building a very balanced uh, physique, then you can play with hypertrophy with more days and get away with it because of how you can program that. So this is something to keep in mind. If your goal is maximum strength, I think less days and getting away with that more is going to be better. If you're caring more about maximizing volume and frequency and getting the most out of muscle size is definitely is you can, you can push that higher limit of volume and training frequency. But I think that we covered the, the different splits pretty well. Um, yeah, I'd say so. I think we, uh, I think we we'll knocked that one out of the park. Um, I do have a message from the road trip though. So okay. I know you already know what's about to happen. The listeners do too. Uh, what's the difference between a poorly dressed man on a tricycle and a well-dressed man on a bicycle? What's the difference? A tire. <laughs> this guy. It works better reading it though. Cause it's like a tire, like your dress attire, yes. but it's also a tire because it's, yeah, it's not funny if you have to explain it. 
It's uh, that was the dad joke section of the, the show. And listeners, with that being said, if you liked this episode and you found it helpful and informative, let us know by leaving us a five-star rating and review what you thought, how we can improve, and what would you like to hear next, as well as if you want to give us any more feedback, we're always welcome to do it on our Facebook group that we have that's free at the Next Level Show private forum. Follow us on the Instagram. If you're more of an Instagram person, that's where the cool kids are at. That's where I try to hang out the most is uh, at the next level show on Instagram. And my personal page is at John Alva seven. Gabe is at prime and glory. And Mr. Mike is at Mike Nillis BT.